Hey folks, you guys know I'm always diving into the dark corners of history, unearthing the stories that are sure to chill. Mastering the art of storytelling and research isn't just a passion, it's a craft. That's why I turned to Masterclass. Whether I'm analyzing historical documents or piecing together ghostly tales, Masterclass has been an invaluable resource in honing my skills. Masterclass lets you learn from over 200 of the world's best minds right at your fingertips. And the best part is it's all available for just $10 a month with an annual membership. I've been particularly captivated by the class on investigative journalism taught by Pulitzer Prize winner Bob Woodward. His insights into uncovering the truth may have transformed the way I approach each episode here. What's incredible is that 88% of members feel that Masterclass has made a positive impact on their lives. And trust me, I'm one of them. The depth of knowledge and practical tips I've gained have boosted my confidence and enriched the content that I bring to you every week. As a listener of Haunted American History, you get an exclusive 15% off an annual membership. Just visit masterclass.com haunted. That's masterclass.com haunted to save 15% on limitless learning. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you going to lose? Don't wait. Join me and start transforming your passions into expertise by visiting masterclass.com slash haunted. I'll see you there. From the pages of the Trenton Times, January 20th, 1909. Fly rival of Leeds Devil has Jersey people frightened. Hoof prints in the snow... Wearing noises in the air and other uncanny manifestations reach Bordentown and Mount Holly after making sensation in lower counties where natives remain indoors after sundown. The residents of Bordentown, Mount Holly, Burlington, Gloucester, and Woodbury, and many other towns in Woodbury and Gloucester counties are greatly excited and mystified over the discovery of curious hoof prints. Made it is thought by some strange animal not as of yet classified by scientist or nature faker. The trail of the beast, although no one is known to have seen the creature, leads to the belief that the animal is two-legged, with hooves like a horse, has wings, and is able to fly, possesses a remarkable form so that it may crawl through a hole less than a foot in diameter, and is sufficiently cat-like to on fences and over chicken coops that would not bear a 20-pound weight. Skillman, a little village near here, was the first place to report having seen a strange animal. Since then, the odd tracks have been followed for many miles covered a strip of county three miles wide. Old residents of South Jersey are recalling that in the winter of 1894, tracks were made by an unknown beast in the vicinity of Point Leeds, and the creature became famous as the Point Leeds Devil. There was a similar... Hi, everyone. Oh boy. Welcome to Haunted American History. Folklore Fireside. I almost flubbed the name right off the bat. I'm your host, Christopher Feinstein. You know me from Haunted American History. I'm doing something a little different, a little bit out of my comfort zone tonight. Um, Before I get started, I would like to bring in my co-host. Haunted American History usually doesn't have a co-host, but it does now. To the folklore fireside, that would be my wife, Mrs. Haunted, Megan. 
introduce yourself to everybody. Say hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, Chris's wife, Megan, Mrs. Haunted. Very excited to hang out and do this because we have no life on a Friday night. That's true. We have a child. <laughs> Before I even go any further into exploring the Jersey Devil folklore, that clip that I played is from an early episode that uh, I did on the show. And God, how I ever amassed any kind of listeners is uh, beyond me because that the audio on that was so bad. And Megan, see, she has lost for words. She doesn't even know how to react to. Uh, well, I, I was waiting for you to keep going, but <laughs> no, I have nothing I else say, to say on that. It was terrible. I will say your audio has vastly improved. Oh, um, yeah. I finally figured out watched. sort of what I was doing. Um, But listen, you started during the pandemic. We were in a basement. You know, we you had not a lot of equipment and it took you time. But you're right. I mean, it, remember when you hit 100 downloads and you're like, oh, my oh, God, freaking out. It was like <laughs> the greatest day ever. So listen, you got to start somewhere. People sure. obviously like your storytelling. And here we are. So, yeah. But yes, but... I, I can tell the audio difference. Oh, sure. my God. It's so loud. The music was so loud. Like, what I was what was I doing? <laughs> anyway. Um. We are going to talk about, I figured the first episode of this, this folklore fireside is, uh, we'll, t we'll talk about, uh, our friendly neighborhood, uh, Jersey devil, something that, you know, is familiar to us because of where we live. And Megan, you grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in well, New York. I talked about I it constantly on the show. Did you guys, did you like hear about the Jersey devil growing up? Was that like a tale that was told? So yes and no. So I, I think it, it kind of depends where in Jersey you're from. So I grew up and I'll fight this to the end that there is a central Jersey. If there's any Jersey listeners out there, I grew up in central Jersey. Um, you know, we learned about it. We always heard things about it. Um, we knew kind of the backstory about the Jersey devil. Um, but it was never such an important part of like the culture. Mm. Um, but then my family moved to Ocean County, where it's basically your backyard is the Jersey Devil's home. Mm -hmm. So you definitely see more cultural references in the area that we're in now. Um, people have have stories, sightings. It's it's like a night and day difference, just being like forty five minutes further south. Yeah, it's really crazy. We, we, I don't know if New York, I mean, so, I mean, I grew up in Brooklyn. Well, I grew up on Staten Island, but I was born in Brooklyn, lived there until I was about I don't know, 10, 11, 12, something like that. And uh, the rest of my life was on Staten Island, but we really didn't have, I mean, there's, there's Cropsy. He was a, like a, a killer on Staten Island. And there's a whole folktale about that, but he's not really like a mythical creature. He was just a nut. Um. But yeah, I think the Jersey Devil is it's the way it started. Well, let me let me go back. Let's go back all the way to 1735. That's when the Jersey Devil folklore really began in the Pine Barrens. And to celebrate the Jersey Devil in the Pine Barrens, I am uh, enjoying a Pine Barrens beverage, a Bush Light. 
the the the, the national beer of the Pine Barrens. <laughs> I am not having alcohol quite yet, but I am having. I don't know if it's going to come into focus. A delicious cold brew coffee. Yeah, we've been uh really going ham on cold brews lately. It's my favorite thing ever. So anyway, let's go back to 1735, where uh, Jane Leeds um, gave birth to her 13th child. Now, the story tells that Mother Leeds, she had obviously 12 children if the Jersey Devil was the 13th. But after she found out she was pregnant for the 13th time, imagine going through that. No. 13 pregnancies. No, as a mom of one, I can't imagine a second. <laughs> yeah, 13 would be... Uh, 13, an unlucky number for for all, it turns out. Um, she was really pissed that she was pregnant for a 13th time, and she cursed her child. She cursed them to the devil. And when the child was born, it came out as a normal, normal, normal child. And then things started happening. The kids started to grow hooves started to grow uh, bat wings, a forked tail popped out of the old coolie, and uh, a goat head then formed. And one night, the child was screaming and growling and just took off like a shot into the night sky. And Apparently through the, the chimney, right? That's, through that's the chimney, the yes, yes. It jumped out of oh, up oh. the chimney, reverse Santa Claus it, and it shot out through the chimney. And, you know, there are some different versions of the folklore that says the mother, um, Mrs. Leeds, was a witch and the father was the devil. So, I mean, no matter which one, you know, the devil was involved regardless. But the story has been in New Jersey forever. People are scared to cross the Pine Barrens. There's people that won't even go into the Pine Barrens, especially during winter. Winter is the big Pine. Right now, it's we're in prime Jersey Devil season. But the crazy part about this now, there's there's a ton of folklore stories about monsters and things. And like what I want to do really with the, the this fireside kind of thing, which I'm we're going to try so hard to do this every Friday because we have no lives. I want to try and, and spread out a little bit more towards like just folklore in general, worldwide folklore. Cause I know like on the show, normally I stick with America. So obviously haunted American history is that's, that's right. Right there in the title, Chris. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move into more kind of worldly folklore as it, as it were. But anyway, so the eyewitness accounts of this creature is it's staggering and it runs right up until like recent. There are people still today who swear they've seen the Jersey devil. One of the first reported sightings took place in uh, 1812 and it was um, Napoleon, Napoleon, you know, the Napoleon guy, the little, little guy, his older brother, Joseph, he claimed uh, he had an estate in uh, Bordentown. Now, I don't know where Bordentown is. I'm embarrassed because you know, I live in New Jersey, but I don't know where anything. The only things I know in New Jersey is my house. I know how to get to Roy Rogers down the block. <laughs> and I know how to go to work. Those are the only three things I know how to get to in New Jersey. 
So Bordentown, I have no idea where that is. Uh, Megan, it, do you know where? It's Bordentown like is? northwest of us. Okay. So regardless, it's down in the Pine Barrens. So he had an estate there, and that's where he saw this creature where it just attacked all the animals in his area. He saw footprints in the in the snow surrounding his home. Strange footprints, hoof prints that did, didn't match any kind of local um, animals from the area. And that was really one of the first reported sightings. Like, if you go through history, that's that's really the first one. And, you know, Joseph Bonaparte, I mean, I guess he's a credible re- witness, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I know. But uh, what happened, it really didn't solidify itself until the ni- early 1900s, around 1909. When thousands of reports came pouring in from in the South Jersey area, um, eyewitnesses claiming to see a creature running through the woods behind their homes in their chicken coops, attacking their animals, their livestock. Um, there was uh, a Navy commander in the Pine Barrens at uh, Hanover Mills Works that um, they made cannonballs and they tested cannonballs at this area and uh his name was uh steven decatur he was a navy commander and he saw the creature the creature came out of the woods while he was testing munitions i guess that's what you call cannonballs and munitions maybe and he shot at it with a cannonball and apparently he hit it this guy must have been some shot because he blasted a flying creature out of the sky with a cannonball and he blew a hole clean through it but what happened was he watched it drop and then he watched it scurry away. And when he went to where the body was supposed to be, there was just strange tracks were found in the field. And apparently he went, he said, you know what? We got to find this thing. I don't know what this was. I just shot it in the woods with a cannonball. I hope I didn't piss it off. That's what, that would have been my first reaction. I hope I didn't really anger this thing. That's what you got to worry about. Cause it's coming yeah. Cause it's you. coming back. Right. If I, <laughs> if I just grazed them, no, thanks. He's coming. He's not going to be, excuse me, Chris, remember me from yesterday? You shot me with a cannonball. That was like that night I heard the fox outside the house, and I was afraid to look out the window because I thought it was going to be a monster out there that was going to get me. It legitimately sounded like a woman screaming for I help. woke us up most, out of our dead sleep. It was the most terrifying thing, and we were like, what is going on? I think it was a fox. That's what I can only assume, that it was a fox. But, uh, yeah, I said I ain't, I ain't doing that. I ain't going. We ain't crazy. Oh, Chrissy ain't crossing that street. We're gonna, we're gonna close these blinds and close the eyes and hit the hay. But uh, he went and he got the dogs. He got the bloodhounds and he went to where the body was. And the dogs picked up a scent, but they refused to follow. So, take that as uh, what you will. There was a, a, a school in a. In the area and they closed the schools for the week while they were hunting the jersey devil back in 1909 and they closed down uh the pine barrens pretty much in that whole area reached down. all the way to philly too yeah oh yeah the, it runs it, it it didn't just live in south south jersey it spread all the way into philly um it died out for a little while after that after that whole rush of of calls and sightings and um attacks at, until uh, 1927, when a taxi driver 
in uh, Salem City. Again, another place I don't know where that is. Where's Salem City? Do we know where Salem City is? I actually don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, he encountered the Jersey Devil while he was on the side of the road changing a flat tire in 1927. Did they have cars in 1927? They did, right? Yes. What kind of flat tire could he possibly have? Did they have like all those kind of things? I'm so backwards when it comes to like the way time works. I don't know what tires would have been. I mean, I guess like how they, with they have a jack. I mean, I thought it was donkeys still. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, somebody in the chat can help us. <laughs> yeah, can someone fact check that? And were there cars in 1927? There definitely were cars in 1927. I'm just playing a little, playing a little fun. And but anyway, he was uh, changing a tire and, uh, he told police that a winged creature was pounding on the roof of his car. And uh, frightened him something awfully bad and sent him running into the retreating into the woods. Now, would you retreat into the woods? I don't think I would. No, that's like home territory. Yeah, that's I don't know the woods. The devil knows the woods. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, corrected. Wooden rims, rubber tires. Attaboy. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe the, the devil needed a lift, and that's why he was pounding on the cab. I've seen some crazy things, and people looking for cabs, especially <laughs> in New York. <laughs> Are cabs uh, uh, a thing still with Uber and everything? Yeah, yeah I'd imagine. Like, like I remember when, like growing up, I used to like call like the taxi, like if we were going out. I did that like, in oh. college. We're like, yeah, we... oh yeah, who has five bucks? Let's get in the cab and go. Yeah, it was so. Imagine like you just called the number, and they were always so angry. Whoever picked yeah. up the phone, they were just so mad, and uh, they were just, yeah, where, where are you going? No, they didn't even, it wasn't even hello. No, it was, where, where are you going? No, because I, I went to school in New York. So, I mean, like, when I was away at college, I was in New York, and it's not the nicest of people. Like, 10 <laughs> minutes. All right, well, relax. What do you want me to do? Sorry, I called you, I guess. I don't, you know what? I apologize. You want me to drive? <laughs> I'm keeping uh, the five bucks, though, if I drive. We'll split it. The next really reported sightings came in the 60s. And it was in May's Landing. And several residents in May's Landing heard horrible, horrible screams at night. And uh, like much like maybe I heard the Jersey Devil. That scream, we th I thought it was a fox, but maybe. You know what? I think that that thing comes running on our porch because there's some unexplained sounds that I hear yeah, sometimes. Yeah, there's things, scur <laughs> there's scurrying going on. A lot of heavy thudding scurrying. Thudding scurrying. Like, it's like a buffalo. We have wild buffalo out in this in this part of the town. <laughs> That's the only explanation. Either that, it's a very large dog trying to get in. Old JD is coming to visit. That's all. Yeah. JD's knocking. Speaking of knocking some JD. Some BL, some bush light. Uh, <laughs> uh, police hung flyers. I think I played one of them during the the beginning. Was one of the flyers that um, assured residents. Oh wait, no, that was that was for the reward. That was the one that uh, a circus owner um, 
created to try to create buzz around his his uh, circus. It was like viral marketing, where he put up uh, an award for anyone who can capture the beast and bring it to him, so he can put it in his circus. And it's like, oh, by the way, my circus is in town. So I mean, it was kind of clever. Where there was one I saw from where we live, Meg. The sighting in our town, yeah. Yeah, I don't know when it was, but somebody said they were driving on Route 9 around 10 o'clock at night and um, saw a creature that looked exactly like all of the drawings and reports from previous sightings. Um, stood 10 feet tall over the road, hoofed, goat head, all, you know, everything. Um, and that was someone, I think, from our town submitted that sighting and... It, like two cars stopped dead in the road in front of the person who reported it. Is this the same one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There so three it, three different cars, right? Yeah, three cars total. And I think the person who reported the sighting was that third car. Mm. Um. Yeah. So crazy. So right, right in town. That's like right up the road. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But yeah, I'm not sure when that was, but. Uh, relative you know recently right with with that many cars on route nine so now we we know very well i've i've talked about it many many times about my major distrust for any kind of national or state park in this in this country i did i just did a video on the national parks and the disappearances there I've done stories about it on the podcast. I've talked about it on the podcast. Anytime I come across a story of a national park, I will mention it. There is a New Jersey uh, forest ranger who is an expert in the wildlife that inhabits the place that he patrols. And this is a Wharton State Forest. He's a, the chief ranger, Alan McFarlane. In 1980, he saw something that both grossed him out completely and stumped him on all of his animal knowledge that he has accumulated during his career. He walked upon a brutal scene where a pack of pigs had been killed. But he reported that the way they were killed matched no animal that he knows of, that they were sprawled out and their, their heads were eaten through the back of their heads. And their bodies were just ripped and torn like something was holding on to them, pinning them to the ground and just eating the back of their heads. I really don't love this because a pig is my favorite oh, animal. Oh, you love pigs, yeah. And that, like, totally breaks my heart. Yeah, it was a whole pack of them. And when this, when this, you know, this chief ranger stumbled upon them, there was no blood. And there was no tracks on the ground. So he came to the conclusion that whatever did this to these pigs swooped in from above, grabbed them on top, which would explain the way it pinned them to the ground and which would explain the way it attacked them. JD, man. Yeah. You got to have uh, respect. Listen, the guy, he's got his home turf. He knows what he likes. He likes some, some bacon in the morning. <laughs> Uh, another time in the 80s, there was a group of friends who were camping in the, the Pine Barrens, which I would strongly 
strongly discourage that him and his buddies they went dirt bike riding which happens constantly this is the you know you always see the dirt bikes being trailered the quads being trailered they go right into the pine barrens right down the road you just found out your your cousin's husband yeah comes 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 here to to our town from from you know central jersey north jersey wherever he is to ride his atvs to ride the yeah him and his buddies come and ride i was like really that town where i live but yeah they they were there doing that and uh suddenly all of their bikes while they were in the middle of riding just suddenly stalled out and that's when they heard the scream the piercing inhuman scream that they all that everybody who's witnessed anything of the jersey devil has uh described and the thing that was outside my window that night that i swear to god now it's not a fox anymore that was the jersey devil it was he was saying hello why didn't i put two and two together just a little so, reminder that he's here. That's that he's all. here. I was so tired. That's why I didn't put it together. I thought it was a file. You know what? It wasn't because that was no. Because I because afterwards, when I got up that morning, I said, "What was that?" And I googled. I started going crazy. I was like, "What animals scream when you know?" And foxes came up, and I I played it, and I said, "You know, it's close, but." You came Something. running into the room with the sound bite. You're yeah. like, listen to this. Listen to this. This <laughs> is what that thing was. And <laughs> it was close. It was close. And I said, that comforted me. I was like, oh, it was just a fox. Thank God. But no, not anymore. I'm not sleeping tonight now. No, how could you? Because now that I'm talking about it, you know what happens, right? Coming for another visit. Now, now he knows that I know. Right. And he's coming. It's true. Um, I just want to say you haven't commented on my theme to Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring it. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Chris is a Rangers fan. We're I'm Rangers not actually fans. really a hockey fan. Take me to a game. I'll have a good time. But I'm a baseball girl. But uh, my first ever hockey game was a, was a Devils game. And I, I have to represent. So Yeah. And tell them about the time that you told your whole family that you're a Devils fan. They all shunned you. They were like, they Devils? My, my grandfather... May he rest in peace. Was a diehard Rangers fan, like to the point where he would enter contests, and he actually won one time a trip for two to go see the Rangers play in Prague, and he went with awesome. with my uncle, and he had the time of his life. But yeah, so it was. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's like New Jersey. New Jersey really doesn't have any home teams. I mean, if you guys are familiar with sports. You know, the Nets got taken from us. They're in Brooklyn now. Yeah, that was you it. Know? It was just the New Jersey, right? It was New Jersey Nets. It, yeah, it was the original. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. That was, that um, was it. We have the Jersey Devils, but then, you know, technically the Jets and Giants play in New Jersey, but they're called New York. So, so we don't, around, yeah. we don't have a lot of uh, claim to stake here. So, you know what? Right. I'm hanging on to the yeah, one true New Jersey team. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's it. That's all I want to say. But I had to I had to call it out. I had to call it out. I'm I themed be, for tonight. Listen, I like. I get theme. it. I get it. Yeah, I know you're all about it. So back to those guys that were camping. So they did the obvious thing after their bike shut off and they heard screaming going on in the woods. They decided to go get sauced. So they went to just some hole in the wall bar down near where they were, and they started talking to the locals as you do when you go to one of these kind of hole-in-the-wall bars. 
and not that's what normal people do. I don't. I stay far, far away. I put the jukebox on obnoxious songs, uh, like Rock Lobster or something, something along those lines. Which we listened to the other night. <laughs> Rock Lobster. You know, Rock Lobster is seven minutes long. It's insane. We put What's the, the video on YouTube with the lyrics and everything, and it was like, like I think it's like six fifty. Yeah, that's and... a man having a nervous breakdown. Well, I saw that live, and let me tell you. Oh, he probably goes, they go off, I bet. It was so fun. I thought it was the Beach Boys for a long time, for most of the, the the start of the song. Yeah, I don't know what happened there with you. Yeah, I know what happened. <laughs> 11 cocktails. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. I was like, I rock lobster. I love the Beach Boys. <laughs> You went out of your way to put it on, though. I did. I shut everything down. I said, we have to listen to Rock Lobster. We were listening. I don't know if you guys know about Divorce Dad Rock. <laughs> oh, my God. We went out to dinner. We had a little date night. My parents stayed in, in, you know, in the house while the baby was sleeping. And then we came home and we decided to just continue and drink. And, you know, we have like a dance party. So yeah. we do it once a month. Once a month, we put on YouTube or Spotify. And I, mostly it's just, I just get sauced in the living room and Megan shakes her head. I mean, listen, I get, I usually get a little drunk this past time. I didn't really drink, but anyway, so you went out of your way. To yeah. <laughs> I said, we got, I got, I need to hear rock lobster. So and, funny. So we yeah, shut but anyway, divorce back to dad rock. Divorce dad rock. You have to go on Spotify immediately and search divorce dad rock. It's but unbelievable. The, the bangers playlist was the better. bangers playlist. Yeah, there's two playlists. One of them, the regular divorce dad rock is like it's like 400 songs on it. And you know what? There's no they're not listening to that. But then there's divorce dad rock bangers. And that one. Mwah. So great. Wonderful. It's so fun. I love that. That's yeah. a thing now. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, it, back to your dirt bikers. Well, right. Well, anyway, they like I said before, they I got sauced. Where, they got sauced, and they talked to the locals, and the locals were like, "Oh no, that's that's the that's the Jersey Devil. You shouldn't. You probably shouldn't go back to those woods where your stuff is. You should just leave it there. Go back in the morning." I I wouldn't have gone back. No way. There's no shot. No way. I went right under the bed. Well, depending how old I I would be in this occurrence like if i was like a teenager early 20s and i was like yeah no it's like whatever what but now yeah i because it's like oh let's go explore no <laughs> shot the but last now, time like, i went no. last time i went <clears throat> ghost hunting ghost hunting i went to uh we went to another place in jersey clinton road and we decided one night to go to clinton road to see if the, the demons and the monsters were there and i got out of the car for like 11 minutes and i said no thank you i'm getting right back in and let back in close the door i said i'll be here when you guys are done just leave the keys you know what born and bred jersey i never went to clinton road yeah it's overrated it's something i feel like i gotta do though because coyotes were running around we have coyotes here yeah but they were like like they were like hey how are you like standing in like the tree line <laughs> waiting for me to turn my back all right Hey folks, you guys know I'm always diving into the dark corners of history, unearthing the stories that are sure to chill. Mastering the art of storytelling and research isn't just a passion, it's a craft. That's why I turned to Masterclass. Whether I'm analyzing historical documents or piecing together ghostly tales, 
Masterclass has been an invaluable resource in honing my skills. Masterclass lets you learn from over 200 of the world's best minds right at your fingertips. And the best part is it's all available for just $10 a month with an annual membership. I've been particularly captivated by the class on investigative journalism taught by Pulitzer Prize winner Bob Woodward. His insights into uncovering the truth may have transformed the way I approach each episode here. What's incredible is that 88% of members feel that Masterclass has made a positive impact on their lives. And trust me, I'm one of them. The depth of knowledge and practical tips I've gained have boosted my confidence and enriched the content that I bring to you every week. As a listener of Haunted American History, you get an exclusive 15% off an annual membership. Just visit masterclass.com haunted. That's masterclass.com haunted to save 15% on limitless learning. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you going to lose? Don't wait. Join me and start transforming your passions into expertise by visiting masterclass.com slash haunted. I'll see you there. Where was I'm I? pausing because I'm reading this. this chat oh, yeah. Reading the chat. I know it, <laughs> it's tough. I try so hard not to stare at it, but uh, I've been monitoring and answering. So it's OK. Yeah, all right. Good. But, I but try I, not because it's like because I know like this is going to go to audio, too. And I want to do as little editing as possible before it does. There was a recent sighting of the Jersey Devil in uh, Galloway Township in 2015. It was a, a, a resident of Little Egg Harbor, which has a there's a lovely RV shop down there, Little Egg Harbor. He said he was driving along Route 9 near a golf course when he saw what he thought was a llama walking in and out of the tree line on the side of the road. Now, that's not something you see in your everyday uh, commute. So that would get your attention. And then this llama spread its wings and took off. Now, he captured the beast's image with cell phone. So he took a, a photo and the photo went viral. But then, you know, a few days later, people kind of started taking it apart. And, you know, was the photo edited? Was it a Photoshop? And then it kind of, uh, people have their suspicions. I think it was debunked later on, though. I think they kind of, he kind of was like, eh. I made a, I made a big joke. It's, it wasn't real. But it was really pretty convincing. I should have probably gotten a photo of that photo. Or just the photo itself. Photo of, it's like inception, photo inception. Yeah, like you're going to take a photo of the photo and hold and your then, phone up and, to the screen. And show something. it. Yeah, I'm not going to just put it on the screen. but Like what my mom does, she takes a photo photos. on her phone of the iPad. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, remember your first exposure to the Jersey Devil? Like where did you first hear it? Or I, It was definitely probably like in, in, you know, like elementary school talking Somebody about like, whatever. Because, like, I mean... It was it obviously wasn't something really like officially taught in schools, but it was always kind of something you would talk about. So, you know, if we were learning something about folklore, you know, in history class, yeah. it was always kind of like an anecdote. Right. So, I mean, I can't really remember like the actual first instance, but I don't remember a time not knowing about the Jersey Devil. So I'll put it that way. I remember when my first exposure to the Jersey Devil, I was 10. and. I was a rabid 
X-Files fan. And I used to try and stay up. Because it used to come on, I think, like 10 o'clock. And I used to try and stay up at night and try and watch it. And I'd be so scared under my cubbies. <laughs> but uh, they did they did an episode of uh, the first season was Jersey Devil. And uh, that's the first time I was like, wait a minute, Jersey, that's... Uh... We go there to this family, this monster that lives in there. And it was, you know, it was about <clears throat> the murder of a homeless man. You know, which is, it's very similar to details that happened in the 40s where it was the murder of a homeless man and under strange circumstances in New Jersey. And they thought that, you know, there was rumors going around that it was some sort of an animal attack. And they're blaming it. They blamed it on the Jersey Devil. Because there are there are there's like a sect of people who live in the Pine Barrens, like intense, like you know. Unfortunately, that's that's just what happens. But uh, yeah. So one of those people were potentially attacked by. That's someone I gotta talk to. I gotta venture on in there. Like to to like the ten cities and stuff. The ten in the, cities in the, in the Pine Barrens. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fun resource to go to. Yeah, I don't know, but fun. Well, fun in the aspect of they probably have some stories to tell. Oh, I'm sure they have stories. (laughs) I don't know what I don't know what kind of stories I'm gonna get, but I'm gonna get a story. (laughs) But uh, you know, in the episode, Mulder put uh put the pieces together as he as he always does. And, uh, oh, Red Ron Skull. will go with you," he said. "Oh, thanks, Ron. I need you go first, though. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it was the but what I remembered most about that episode was it was the ending that stuck with me because afterwards it led them to the Jersey Devil. They discovered it, and it was like, oh, you know, what do we do? Blah blah blah. And then usually, like they never in the X Files, they never really stop the monsters or kill them. They kind of just let them go away. It's like, ah, oh, you've learned your lesson. But it, the ending, it was uh, it was a dad and his uh, son, and they were hiking through the woods. And the son, the father's telling the son about the Pine Barrens and the, the history behind it. And he's talking about the Jersey Devil story. And as they're making way through the trail, as they're walking away, a child walks out. And he's just listening to them and watching them walk through the woods. And as it like pans away, you see like that he has like hooves and a tail. And it's like, this is the child of the Jersey Devil, I guess. I know what most of you are thinking. Well, this is a young boy, young tender boy of 10 doing a wake at such an hour. You know, my family loved the X-Files. I was I was too young. I mean, I've seen episodes later on, you know, after it was off the air. Um but avid, avid X Files watchers. I remember. I would. It would be like bedtime for me. Be like, all right, good night. Yeah. <laughs> there's also a really great episode of Extreme Ghostbusters. Remember that show? Yeah, I do remember that. I My brother that was a big fan. Oh man, I was so happy when that came on. <laughs> I love. I mean, I have a Ghostbusters tattoo. It's true, but, you do. Yeah, but when that uh, when that show came back. I'm excited for the new movie. I don't care what anyone says. I am too. It looks great, I think, from the trailer. Yeah, people people just want to just complain. Yeah, 
That's true. That's very Folks true. Folks just like to hear themselves complain. I mean, they have no basis to go off that it's going to be bad because the latest one was so good. I like the listen. There's a lot of people who have a lot of problems with that one. Whatever. I liked it. I had fun. It was I fun. Had a lot of fun. We went. We went with my brother and his son. It was so cute. Everybody. We took our nephew. He was what three at the time? Three. Oh man, it was so great. It was so cute. And you would think a three year old is too young to go to the movies. Not our nephew. He is no, so. He's like he's like a forty five year old man. He is. He's like an yeah. old soul. So tell them what what he did in the theater. <laughs> he's uh oh. So if you if you've seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. There's the part where they first run into the ghost that eats things. What the hell was it? A muncher or something? I think they called it. <clears throat> the ghost is in the, in the building, and as the kids are walking through, my nephew just leans over. Now I'm sitting next to him. He leans over to me and he's like, "Uncle Chris, I think there's going to be a ghost in there." And it was literally the greatest. I just burst out hysterical laughing in the movie theater. It was the cutest thing because it, it was my really brother. Cute our nephew, you, then me. Yeah. And you leaned over to tell me what he just said. And I was just, ah, it was so it was great. So cute. I think there's going to be a ghost in there. But how intently he watched and he, yeah, he watched everything. He didn't talk. He didn't get restless. He, he was watched. the most patient, yeah. in tune three-year-old like, that I've ever seen. And it was, yeah. it was just such a fun thing to go to the movies with him. It was very cute. It was his first movie in a movie theater. And it was very cool. He was very excited to go with you because he knew what a big Ghostbusters fan you are. And he, and he wore your brother's costume. Yes, from when my brother right. was a kid. When your brother was a kid. He saved his old, original like Ghostbusters two costume. Yeah, like the jumpsuit. Like, like the jumpsuit, right? It was. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So, uh, yeah, that's. That's the history of the Jersey Devil, believe it or not. That's that's I don't know. I don't know what I think. I mean, I like to believe, but I also like to be a skeptic. I mean, I believe just about anything. But uh <laughs> especially ghost related, it's like you just tell me, oh, there's a ghost in there. All right, that's all I need to hear. I don't I, I'm not I'm not the type of person to be like, there's a ghost in there. Well, I'm gonna go get to the bottom of this one. I I think that would make for a fun spinoff of of this though is you visiting the places you talk about and just being scared yeah <laughs> i want i want to do that like like i did the national parks video for youtube and i did it from the safety of my own home but my follow-up video was going to be of Alaire state park and there's there's supposedly like a haunted like blacksmith shop or something in there and I was going to do like a 50-50 type of thing where like just a talking head talking about the history of it and then me and my footage there. And it's like, this is the thing and this is what's happening. And like, oh, there's the Ghostbusters tattoo. You can see it right there. <laughs> there um, it is. But I, I chickened out the last, uh, last minute. <laughs> I was well, like, you know, maybe. But also like there's I have a thousand other things that I'm doing. And it's like, oh. I really want to do more YouTube stuff because I, I, I enjoy it, but I also need to figure out how to get better at video editing. And so it doesn't take me 18 hours to uh, yeah. edit a video. And then it's like, oh, I got to. It's all about the software. We got well, It's just the time. It's like, all right, you know, I'd rather be doing the podcast. But then yeah. when I get ahead on that, it's like, okay, I'm ahead on that. Let me do a little bit of YouTube stuff. But then it's like, 
as I'm in the middle of YouTube stuff, it's like, oh, wait, I got more podcast stuff I got to do with that. Yeah, it's just a never ending cycle. Eh, happens. You like, you I love like it. To, I yeah. enjoy it. I love right. Every you have a good time. Right. So, whatever. Yeah. So, that's the. I think I think that's a good spot. We covered the folklore, went into a little bit. I think this was a a fun first jump into the folklore fireside. I had a good time. I mean, I needed a break from just sitting on the couch watching TV on a Friday night. So. Yeah. What are we going to watch after this? Love is Blind. Love is Blind. That's what we've been watching. We just finished Love on the Spectrum. Oh, guys. Which is just... I cried every episode. I can't even think about it. They are just so wholesome and cute, and I love yeah, them. It's really, it's really, it just warms you watching that. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. I need, love I need is, season three. Love is blind. On the other hand, just I want to throw things at the TV. Yeah, I wish uh, I had some rotten tomatoes. <laughs> That's what I do. I should be watching like, I don't know, any literally anything else. But that's what I gotta do. No, I, I listen. I got you hooked when I told you the other day that there was a new Love Is Blind season. You said, "Well, Ooh. what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> let's go! Let's, let's go!" <laughs> Ron just said he looks like Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Ron, what was it, episode seven? Episode seven tonight. Yeah, yeah. Or it was last night, wasn't it? We're not caught up though. We're not caught up. Yeah. So that's what that's what we're gonna watch there. tonight. They're just getting home, is what we're up to. They they just got home from right. the uh, the like pre honeymoon pre vacation honeymoon. thing. Oh, it's so great! <laughs> I love I love train wrecks. It's so it really is so fun to it's watch. So fun. <laughs> I know I shouldn't. Oh yeah, I said. <laughs> Lauren told him to. Uh, <laughs> oh, tell Lauren hi. I miss her. Uh, we gotta play Call of Duty. Yeah. All right, folks. We're gonna call it a call it a night. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Joining this was fun. Me and and Megan. See, I'm used to just saying joining me. Hey, listen, welcome you back anytime. I love this. I love. Yes, we're out. gonna do this. You're gonna be. You're gonna be a regular. And you know what? We'll bring other people on. We're gonna have a little fun. We're just gonna sit around, talk cool. folklore, and talk uh, things like this. This was good. Um, yeah. I guess let's. Uh, sign off everybody yeah thanks everybody in the chat it was really fun to hang out with you guys yeah and, uh, i gotta yeah. i gotta get more watching the chat more i have to get more watching <laughs> i have to get i have to get more more english uh that's all right i was keeping up with it don't worry yeah good you're the, you'll 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 do that part that's good you're the you're the main host i'll uh i'll monitor the chat yes. but it's been it's been fun so hanging out with you guys and yeah a lot of hearing fun about experiences and all that so as always i'm christopher what why would i say as always i'm christopher feinstein <laughs> like one day it's gonna change like i'm gonna say i'm my my name is is is, is reginald flowers it's like well no your name doesn't just change you're of course you're always see i'm so bad at talking oh this is uh. why <laughs> why your show's not live this is exactly why my show's not live because i just always uh, and i'll have that conversation <laughs> with myself you understand like i'll do my sign off and i'm like and as always i'm christian then i'll stop i'll hit pause and i'll just stare like this at the screen <laughs> as the anger just intensifies and then i just uh, curse myself 
for five minutes. And then I call Megan. Megan, did you hear me cursing upstairs? <laughs> and she's like, no. I'm like, good. And then I, I could go back to recording uh, again. All right. Well, you know, it happens. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm Christopher Feinstein. I'm this Megan is, Feinstein. And this is Haunted American History. <laughs> Folklore Fireside, the Jersey Devil. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us. Me. Yeah. Again. Us. <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> Thank you for joining me. And <laughs> uh yeah. All right, let's let these people go. Good night, folks. Good night.